Last year, New Year's Eve, I remember posting on Facebook that I expect God to blow my mind in 2020. Well, he blew all of our minds, literally. No one was expecting all the uncertainty that we've experienced. No one was expecting all the death that this pandemic brought on. And I don't think any of us expected to see the game of politics being played in such a way that let us all know that we need to start thinking more strategically about the direction for our lives and depend on God and ourselves more than any organized institution. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work. Anything worth having is worth fighting for and our relationships are certainly worth fighting for. Little issues in our relationship can become big issues if we don't manage them in a healthy way. It's unrealistic to think that you'll never have an argument with your partner. Disagreements are inevitable. It's how we manage those disagreements that makes a big difference in having a happy and healthy relationship. When a disagreement gets you off track, how do you get back on track? Do you have a plan to manage those little issues before they become big issues? Are you fighting more and screwing less? Welcome to Your Day and Beyond Podcast, Episode 4. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shawnette Asiago. back to last year around this time, I was going through a plethora of emotions because I wasn't sure if my fiance would make it to America. Throughout the entire K-1 visa process, he and I committed to staying positive and optimistic, which we did until right at the end. My patience started growing thin and fear was trying to establish a firm hold on both of us. It was hard to be positive because we didn't know what was happening with the process. We were in the administrative process status, which meant they were reviewing our paperwork further because we missed something on the application. Administrative process is something you definitely want to avoid in the whole K-1 visa process because it only delays the process and it's difficult to get any answers from the embassy you're dealing with because of all of the bureaucratic layers. Around late December, things did start moving forward and my fiance was granted the K-1 visa with a three-month expiration date that the clock had already started ticking on. There were a lot of touch-and-go moments that were a little stressful but I'm so thankful for the women in my prayer group. They held me down and they held us down with prayer. We had everybody praying. My fiance's church, his family, their church, my family and friends. 
I had no shame at all asking people to pray for us. During the entire two-year-long process, I pretty much kept information sharing to a minimum about the details of our journey. One reason I didn't share details is because I would find myself educating people on the process more than getting the emotional support I needed. Another reason I didn't share the details was because I could feel the vibes from a couple of people in my circle who probably doubted the validity of the relationship or that we'd even see the process through. As I look back over the year of anticipation, I can't help but reflect on how much we grew as a couple. When he arrived, it was all worth the walk of faith and test we endured because what manifested from it is something even greater than what I or we anticipated. Let's begin with a prayer and then I'll share with you how 2020 was meant for my good. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, God, giving you all the glory and the honor and the praise. Lord, we thank you for being able to see 2021. We thank you for all of the blessings that you bestowed upon us in 2020. God, we thank you for the eye-opening experience that was the pandemic. We thank you for blessing us all the way through it, God, keeping us safe, God, keeping our families safe. Lord, we pray for those who have lost loved ones due to this pandemic. We ask that you send comfort to them and peace. God, envelop their lives again with joy, God, not over what they lost, God, but what they have to look forward to, the memories that they have, God. God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're going to do in our lives and in our relationships. And we thank you so much for the abundance that is coming to us in the year 2021. We claim all of the glory. We claim all of the promises that you promised us. And we claim all of the abundance that is there for us, our birthright. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. The day that Bright departed Ghana was one of the best days of our lives because the enemy fought hard to prevent it. Y'all, the drama of it all. My husband booked his flight to the U.S. through what we thought was a reputable broker only to find the guy was shady. Using a broker allowed my husband to make weekly payments to pay for his ticket because the price of the ticket was in U.S. dollars and not in Ghana CDs. Ghana CDs are five times less than the U.S. dollar. So it takes more effort to make one U.S. dollar in Ghana CDs. When he made his payment, he was able to see that his flight was reserved. However, Shady Grady only booked a flight for my husband to Washington, D.C. with no connecting flight to Dallas. We didn't find out until about four days before his flight was to depart because my husband received the flight itinerary after paying the remaining balance. When I pulled up the flight to help my husband pick his seats, 
I noticed the broker had a block on making changes to his personal information, which concerned me because the broker's name and number couldn't be changed to my husband's name and number on the ticket. So I researched a little further to find out that my husband's connecting flight from DC to Dallas wasn't showing on the itinerary. I called the connecting airline and was told that the reservation hadn't been confirmed with the payment, so it was on a hold status. Because the broker placed a block on the ticket, I couldn't confirm for my husband and was directed to go back to the broker to resolve the payment issue. Y'all, that's when all hell broke loose. My husband tried contacting the broker, but he dodged his calls. Bright went to his house early the next day because he couldn't get the guy on the phone. When he confronted him about the connecting flight, the guy basically lied about it and told my husband it would be resolved. Well, it didn't go quite that nicely. It did get a little heated. After all, my husband is Nigerian. So, we felt like we were back on track after that conversation. We could breathe again and look forward to seeing each other after nine months of being apart. But I was still leery about the broker. So two days before Bright's flight was to depart, I checked the itinerary again. The flight looked correct and also had the connecting flight, but it didn't say reserved. And the broker still had it blocked, so we couldn't change the personal information to Bright's information. We checked the flight again the night before Bright was to depart from Ghana and everything still looked okay, except that block was still there and the connecting flight from DC to Dallas showed confirm, but it still didn't have a seat assigned. So I tried again to assign the seat, but I couldn't because of the block. I didn't want to doubt God but I wasn't comfortable at all about that block. Bright encouraged me not to worry, and he remained positive about everything because he said he was coming home to me. The morning my husband was on the way to the airport to catch his flight to the U.S., I checked the ticket again, and the reservation for the connecting flight from D.C. to Dallas was no longer confirmed. Mm-hmm. I tried calling my husband, who was on his way to the airport, but I couldn't reach him, so I called the connecting airlines. When I called the connecting airlines, they told me the broker hadn't paid the reservation. I was angry, but most of all, I was hurt. This man ripped us off and was going to leave my husband to fend for himself in DC and a foreign land. I finally reached my husband once he arrived at the airport to depart and told him what was going on. He wanted to call the broker, but I told him, don't even bother because it wasn't going to do anything but make him that much more upset. We didn't know what to do. Our money was already stretched, so I finally suggested that my husband reschedule his flight a couple of weeks until we could get the money together to get him a connecting flight. He refused. He said God will provide and that he was coming now. We both were hurt and disappointed, 
but we didn't have time to dwell on it because we were trying to figure out how to get him from D.C. to Dallas by bus or train. It made us both a nervous wreck because my husband wouldn't have any means of contacting me on his phone once he left Africa, which meant I wouldn't be able to guide him. I just started praying and God said, call your mom. As soon as my mom answered, I blurted out what was happening, but I was crying so she couldn't understand everything I was trying to tell her. I finally calmed down enough to talk and asked if she could loan us the money for him to catch a flight from DC to Dallas. And she said, whatever you need. We booked my husband a connecting flight from DC and he made it to Dallas safe and sound. My husband arrived January the 21st, 2020. We never really planned our wedding date because we didn't know when he would be here. So we decided we'd do a civil ceremony at the courthouse and plan for a formal wedding later. My husband's visa was expiring in March 2020, so we didn't want to waste time. Since Valentine's and my birthday were coming up, my husband mentioned us getting married on Valentine's Day, but I didn't want to because I thought it was so cliche. We ended up having an intimate ceremony here at the house on Valentine's Day, and it was perfect. The only thing that was missing was my daughter being here. We actually went live on Facebook for what we thought was our family Facebook group so that my daughter who's in LA and the Ehiabis in Nigeria could be part of our day virtually. The person in charge of the live feed actually went live on my public page and it wasn't until later during the evening that we learned it was live to the public. My husband deleted the live because he knew I didn't want to share that special moment with everyone. He forgot to save it before deleting it from my feed so we lost the video of that day but we'll never lose our memory of the day. That was one of the many things that God has done this year to literally blow my mind. I'm truly grateful how God has provided for and kept us this year. The pandemic has been a bit challenging for us like it has everyone, but add the immigration process on top of it. Without a work permit, my husband couldn't legally work in the US. So after we married, we had even more money to spend and more documents to fill out to change his status. I call 2019 our year of anticipation and 2020 the year of preparation. When my husband arrived here in Texas, it was winter, so no one was outside much because of the cold. My husband was not used to not seeing people <laughs> and he definitely wasn't used to the cold weather. He later told me how strange he felt not seeing any people in our neighborhood. It wasn't until we went shopping that he realized there were people around. It's just that they don't come out too much in the winter. One particular thing that was one of the most challenging things for my husband to adjust to was not actively working his own business. There were times when I could tell he was frustrated with it all. And during those times, I asked God to guide me in being there for my husband the way he needed me to be, not the way I thought I needed to be. 
we prayed, we fasted, and we communicated openly and honestly about this part of our journey. During one of our prayer meetings, I asked my sister circle and prayer group to pray for us to be guided peacefully through this transition process. Always one to lend a kind word or spiritual insight, our circle leader texted me and we ended up on a call. During that call, she shared a scripture with me about a newly married husband's duty. Deuteronomy 24 and 5 says, When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year and shall make the wife he hath taken happy. Did you catch that? Like seriously, did you catch that? When she read that scripture to me, I immediately praised God because yet again, his plan for our lives is far greater than our plans. How many newly married couples wish they could spend a year bonding and building a strong foundation for their marriage? Most couples take two weeks at the most on a honeymoon, and then they're back to their regularly scheduled program of routines and schedules, and now they have to fit marriage into their lifestyle. Well, guess what the pandemic did for all of us? It gave us time to bond with each other on a deeper level because all of our distractions were taken away. And all we had to focus on was ourselves and each other. When we were quarantined, we didn't have the distraction of work. We didn't have the distraction of travel. We didn't have the distraction of our extended family. We didn't even have the distraction of church. 2020 was meant for our good as married couples and as families. It gave us time to reconnect and build our love and our commitment to each other. It also gave us time to build or reestablish morals and core values that were quickly fleeting from our society. Go back and read Deuteronomy 24 and 5 if you're married. Go back and read that. Catch that. Catch that in your spirit. What are your thoughts about the pandemic? Has it been a blessing to your relationship or no? Share your feedback about today's podcast. Go to my website at yourdayandbeyond.com and leave a comment or follow me at Your Day and Beyond on Instagram. DM me what was meant for your good in 2020. We all know what evil was meant for us, but what good came about? Leave a comment about today's episode. I also wanted to let you know that the publication of the Charmed Life newsletter will start again in February. Life happened, you guys, and I had to take a break from writing content, but I'm back, so subscribe to the Charmed Life newsletter on yourdayandbeyond.com for exclusive resources and tools to help elevate your lifestyle, recipes, self-care tips, and much more to support you in being your most beautiful self. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave me a review. Also coming in February, 
you'll be able to get more support and resources from a community of other high-vibing women who are working to maintain healthy and happy marriages in the Facebook group Live Happy, Love Better Lounge. This ultra-private membership group is a supportive community with high-vibing women who aren't letting societal expectations of marriage attach gender roles to them. They are creating and defining their own marriages by opening up their hearts to energies that help them have and maintain healthy and happy marriages. Single ladies, I didn't forget about you. I was once where you are, and I remember how much I desire to have a love of my own. But there were some things I needed to do first before I could attract the love that was right for me and that I deserved. We'll kick things off for all my beautiful single sisters who are ready to find their soulmate with the Dream Lover Challenge in February. So stay tuned in. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. Now to my final point in this episode. Now that our year of preparation is coming to an end, it's time to claim everything that we've prepared for. 2020 is our year of harvest to reap in abundance. Our more abundant lives await us in 2021. After all that we've been through as a couple and as individuals, we're ready to move into our next chapter. I can't tell you how grateful I am for moving forward on this podcast. I've been wanting to do this for so long and things lined up perfectly at this appointed time. I'm believing so much for me and for you in this year coming. God is going to do some greater things for us and we don't need to walk around worried or defeated. Look what we just made it through, a pandemic. I bet if you sit and reflect back over this year, you're going to see so many wonderful blessings and things to be grateful for. What lessons did you learn? Were you surprised by your resilience? If 2020 didn't do anything else, it gave us all lessons to grow on. Many of us came out stronger than before, but many people came out more fragile in their careers, their relationships, and in their spirit. I'd like to invite you to focus inward and reflect on everything that 2020 has taught you. You made it through a pandemic. The year 2020 will definitely be written in the history books, and I think we're some pretty amazing people. Was it a hard year? Hell yeah! But 2020 was meant for my good and your good. We're stronger, we're wiser, we're more humble, and we are more faithful. On New Year's Eve 2019, I said, I'm expecting God to blow my mind in 2020. Well, he blew all of our minds, literally. Thinking back on last year during this time, I was going through a plethora of emotions because I wasn't sure if my fiance would make it to America, but he did make it safe and sound. And we got married 
February 14, 2020. The pandemic blessed our marriage more than we could have ever imagined. Deuteronomy 24.5 says, When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year and shall make the wife he hath taken happy. How many of you married couples took advantage of a do-over during the pandemic? Think about it. How many newly married couples wish they could spend a year bonding and building a strong foundation for their marriage? Most couples take two weeks at the most on a honeymoon and then they're back to their regularly scheduled program of routines and schedules and now having to fit marriage into their lifestyle. What the pandemic did for all of us is gave us time to bond with each other on a deeper level because all of our distractions were taken away and all we had to focus on was ourselves and each other. The year 2019 was the year of anticipation for me and my husband. 2020 was the year of preparation for us. And 2021 is our year of harvest to reap in abundance. Our more abundant lives await us in 2021. Your abundant life awaits you this year. How will you live up to the abundance that is yours for the asking and taking? I want to thank you for listening to this episode today and encourage you to share this episode with a friend or two or a few. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. I want to hear your thoughts about this episode. Share your feedback on yourdayandbeyond.com or yourdayandbeyond on Instagram or slide into my DMs. Let's dialogue. Being quarantined has many of you living too close for comfort and the little irritating things in your relationship have become big things that have you fighting more and screwing less. How do you get things back on track? What are your expectations for having a healthy and happy marriage? Sign up now for Fight Less, Screw More Marriage Boot Camp and get help navigating the relationship challenges that cause most couples to fight. We'll focus on the two most common challenges, communication and intimacy. I'll help you create a plan so you can come out on the other side more in love, more connected, and more passionate. Sign up today. Registration is now fully open. Space is limited in the boot camp to allow more intimate attention to participants. So sign up today by going to yourdayandbeyond.com or yourdayandbeyond on Instagram or Facebook. <music>